0: Welcome to the Long Suffering Buds Podcast with your hosts, Tom Gibson and Adam Knott.
1: Alright, welcome to episode 9 of the Long Suffering Buds Podcast. My name is Adam. I'm Tom. And we did it, buddy. We finally did it. We freaking did it.
2: Yeah, man. We're on our way. We're we're practically there. We just got to whip by the capitals and...
1: That should be no big deal. I'm really regretting my I'm not worried about the Caps remark uh, from last week because uh, I really didn't think we were going to actually have to play them. <laughs> yeah,
2: I have to say going into the weekend, I figured it was probably the most uh, likely matchup. Um, yeah, it's not as ideal as Ottawa, but that being said, careful what you wish for. And, um, you know, if I'm going to draw the positives um, out of it, um, I actually called into a Toronto sports radio show today and made this point. And what'd you say to Bob McGowan? It wasn't Bob McGowan. <laughs> Him and I do not see eye to eye on these sorts of things. Um, no, uh, the way I look at it uh, is that, uh, you know, they say you have to learn to lose before you can learn to win. And, you know, if you're a young team like the Leafs and you're in the position you're in, all you're trying to do, honestly, is, is get experience out of the situation. I mean, if they if they find a way by the Capitals, that'll be a miracle, but it certainly, uh, it certainly won't lead to a road to the Stanley Cup for them this year. But that being said, you know, um, if you win, you're, you're playing with house money. And, and if you lose, you're losing to probably the best team you can lose to in this situation. You're going to see a team that's doing it the right way, one of the best teams in the shootout era. You know, um, they're, the, they're the real deal. So to to lose to that team um, in, in such a, you know, critical series, it, I think it'll be, you know, if they do lose, hopefully they win. But if they do lose, uh, that'll be a great learning experience for them.
1: If you think about the whole pathway that the Leafs are on, it does make more sense. A hindsight version of us would probably be saying that this is like a pivotal moment in their learning. So I definitely agree with that. If they can eke out even one, I think everyone will be happy. So it really does put the the pressure onto Washington, right? I mean, they really need to step up. And then that goes without saying for the Caps in general, but especially uh, going up against the Leafs team. that what is, It's got to be more than half our roster that's never played a playoff game before, right? And you're going up against this veteran season team uh, that added pieces and uh, they're just solid top to bottom. It's one of those uh, great opportunities for the Leafs to learn. But I just hope they make it a series so it's not over so fast that they can't really pick up on any of it. And uh, I really want them to at least, get, at least get a win so that they can get that feeling of beating a top level team under their belt. I mean, President's Trophy. It's not going to be easy, but uh, no.
2: But you know what? They've got the uh, they've got the pedigree and they've got the record to show that they can do it. They beat them this year already, and and um, I don't put too much stock in the la- last game they played their second last game of the season, the four one loss at home, coming off the back to back. I that that's what what everybody, well me specifically, but that's what was referenced as an unwinnable game. So I don't put too much stock in that but the other two games in the season, Toronto 142 and then a, and then a close uh, sh- uh shootout um not literally a shootout but a close uh, high scoring game 6-5 uh in the in overtime earlier in the year. So, yeah, I think they're going to get a win out of the series. I'm not worried about that. I've heard everybody I've heard my two favorite predictions are everybody says Washington in 5 which is probably a really, really safe prediction. Good for you for going on a limb all you hockey analysts. But the one I like the most is was probably Washington in three. I thought that was cute. Um, no, but I think it's going to be... My honest, my honest um, prediction is I think it's going to be in six games. I really do. I hope that doesn't make me sound like too much of a homer, but it seems like one of those series that when you look back on it, really Toronto doesn't have a chance. But I do think that they're going to make it look like a series. I think they're going to be competitive. I think there's going to be some close scoring games. And I think, I think they're going to get two games out of them. I really do.
1: You know what? I didn't think I would say this too often in my life, but I agree wholeheartedly with Don Cherry, um, who made a point today of mentioning that uh, goaltending is, is clearly the biggest thing in the playoffs. And um, for the Leafs, they have somebody that has shown multiple times this season that he can go on tears of being virtually a brick wall. Um, And if you can shut down what is obviously Washington's strongest asset, you might have a chance because the Leafs can go toe-to-toe offensively, as I said before, I think, with any team in the league, and that, and that includes Washington.
2: Yeah, Washington is an interesting team to me because um, they seem to have all the hallmarks of a really good team, of a cup-contending team, um, including good defense and superior goaltending. But you're right, it, it does seem that their strength is their offense and not their defense, which is not really indicative of a championship team. So it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out, especially with Toronto being, I think, th- uh, third in league scoring, I think, for the year. I don't know what to expect, but I, what I'll say is I won't be surprised if it's not your traditional 2-1, um, you know, uh, 3-1 playoff-style victories. Uh, we might see a couple of high-scoring games that not – not not regularly or not you know maybe not the norm of the series but these two teams have the ability to put up points so it should be interesting.
1: And it's not the only exciting series. I'm pretty excited about quite a lot of them that are uh, that we see coming on the board there. Absolutely. Um, there's some great ones that I think uh, some people are going to see some changing of the guard. I think of some of the teams we've so so accepted as you know these guys are going to go deep in the playoffs. Um, one of those series I think we were talking a little bit about this before we came uh, on the air. Um, is Edmonton and um, San Jose. I think that'll be uh, really interesting to see how those old sort of, uh, that veteran San Jose team handles a anomaly that is Connor McDavid. I mean, how do you, and playoffs is all about matching up and trying to shut them down and hopefully relying on your your extras, your third and fourth liners to come through in the clutch. But I don't know how you shut that down. And how do you make a game plan for Connor McDavid other than four of you yeah. go on him?
2: Yeah, no, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I think uh, I think I, I checked the record, the season series, and it's uh, I just think uh, the Sharks won the first two games and the Oilers won the last three. That's uh. It's so,
1: not a good trend if you're a San Jose fan.
2: No, but I mean, uh, I'm not worried if I'm San Jose. I mean, you, you got the tools in the toolbox. You can get the job done. Whether they will or not, who knows, right? You can, like Bobby. You know, Bobby Mack says now he doesn't even make predictions anymore. He's like, who who knows? Like <laughs> yeah. any, we we all know anybody can win. Mm-hmm. It, that's a pick 'em series, though. I don't know who I would take there. I don't know if I had to pick. I don't know who I would. I won't be surprised if I if if either team team wins, I'll be able to understand why either team won. But yeah, no, that's going to be a really good series. I'm actually looking forward to the uh, the Anaheim Calgary series. I was just going to say that yeah, that's a good one because Both of those series for the West team Yeah, going to th- be great. That sh- Calgary's record in in uh, Anaheim is abysmal. I don't even have the numbers offhand, but it's, it's 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 like ridiculous. Like they haven't won in Anaheim in like ten years or something. Really? Yeah, and and that's mm. a West co- that's a Western Conference versus Western Conference. I don't even, I don't understand that. I know they're not in the same division, but that doesn't even matter. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, I'd actually have to reference that before I get too excited about it. But it, they're, the inability of Calgary to win in Anaheim is going to be the talking point of this series. Again, until they, you know, maybe they win one or two on the road or whatever, and, and silence the naysayers. But that, to me, that's the elephant in the room in that series.
1: It's interesting, though, because you hear so much of... Uh the playoffs being such a different environment, right? right. You, There's no you,
2: momentum from the regular season. Yeah, yeah,
1: you turn on any radio station now and hear any of the ex-NHLers talk, and they talk like... You know, they say it's a different like, league. Yeah, no, where yeah. they say things like you can't, you can't know unless you've experienced. Like they talk like somebody who's taken a life or something before. That's yeah. like you just you don't know the emotion until you're there. It's like, well, what about like an NBA player? Would he would he notice in the playoffs? Is are you just claiming that that hockey is that much more insane, complete Because I have to imagine if I'm now, a pro athlete of literally any other sport in literally any other league, I'm going to be saying. Uh,
2: now here's <laughs> the thing, I. Uh, I'm gonna play devil's advocate because okay. you make a great point. I don't disagree with you, but here's the devil's advocate. You know, taking a per- page out of um, Brian Burke's book, there's some to be something to be said about, and this is something that you would know having having played the game at any level. We've all anybody who's ever ever played the, any game, even at house league, doesn't matter any level. When you box people in to their environment, you know it's full contact, no out of bounds. That creates an environment for hostility, and it creates an environment of. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to use words that other uh, other uh, um, sports uh, want to be associated with, and would t- would take exception to me owning like words like intense. So I'm not going to do that. But there's something to be said about the environment that's created in a hockey match. That again, it doesn't matter what level you've played at. There's an animosity there. There's a there's a you know th- the feeling that. Um, you know, I guess I guess that's the I guess that's the point here. I can't I can't put my finger on it, but I've never played it, I've never played a sport even at any level, no matter how serious or uninvolved or involved I was, that gave me the same feeling that hockey gave me with a sense of uh, it's almost like a like a true battle. It felt like it, it always feels like a true battle when you're in any sort of game that you know that means anything. So I would imagine that would be ampl- amplified at the at the playoff level. But again, I'm trying to play devil's advocate. I can I can see what I can see what a hockey player would say. Um, You know, if you're in a basketball playoff, you're never going to get, you know, body checked into the boards so hard that it can end your career and you're never going to get into a fight probably. And, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of uh, securities in in, in other sports, but, you know, without wanting to go on too much of a rant, I can see how being through that sort of a meat grinder would make you say something like that, even if it weren't true. Right. And and I I get uh, hockey is
1: different in uh, the physicality and all that stuff, but I, I just refuse to believe that, you know, a player going it. You know, if there, any player on the TFC uh, who, were, who was going into that last game, that they're going to argue. Yeah, you know what? If it was hockey, I would have been real intense, but you know, it was just soccer,
2: so it wasn't that bad. But. I would, I would say this at the <laughs> at the very least, they're uncomparable, and and, I, and I'm not saying for for better or for worse or for any other reason. I think I just think that what makes other sports playoffs intense is for different reasons. I you've probably heard me make the point. I think the best. I think the biggest gap in entertainment. Between regular season and playoffs in any sport is baseball because yeah you can say the Stanley Cup playoffs is awesome but yeah but the regular season is pretty fucking awesome too yeah think about baseball is it gets pretty fucking dull in the middle of the season that's true and when it becomes playoff time like that's maybe my second or th- maybe my second favorite sport to watch for playoffs honestly yeah I, agree. I think it's right behind hockey for me I agree so you know again. I- apples and oranges it's just yet yeah, you probably don't know what it's like because you don't play the sport you play a different sport and nobody will know what it's like to play in your sports playoffs yeah but yeah fair enough whatever okay. round and round and round
1: we go so giving them the benefit of the doubt to go back to my central point because <laughs> I do still remember it maybe Calgary will be a whole different team as it as it allegedly an entirely different
2: game so we shall see right we will see and and that that I do buy into I think that there's no such thing as momentum when it comes to the playoffs maybe maybe within the no, I'm not even within the playoffs because you've seen you've seen how quickly a series can change and even how quickly a game, in a playoff series, can change. So that's what I'm looking forward to. First round of the playoffs is always the best, in my opinion. The later rounds obviously have their strong points for for obvious reasons, but this is when you know the the grind. You know what I mean? As Mike Babcock would say, yep. this is the four games a night and yep, yeah. This is what it's about, man. This is what I've been waiting for. It's gonna be, uh, yeah. I can't contain the excitement. Yeah, <laughs> We're really yeah. doing it, aren't Yeah, yeah. I know. I was just saying to before we went on air here, there's, they have the. I'm on the NHL uh, website and they have the 16 uh, teams that are in the playoffs, the eight matchups, and you see, you can clearly see that there's not all the NHL logos there. That's that's a select few teams, and you ask yourself, well, what are all those teams? Those are playoff teams. It's amazing. <laughs> I can't. I can't even imagine. Yeah. I'm seeing the Leaf logo and nothing. So you whatever. Know what? You know what? I'm gonna make. Fun. I'm gonna do it because if we don't make fun of ourselves, all the other haters are going to. So you're right. As Lee fans, we're fucking stoked. Yep. we wait a long time. We know we don't have much of a shot. We fu- still fucking love it. That's right. Yep. You know what? Uh, you pull Montreal and Ottawa out of
1: there. Sorry, fans. You guys have got a lot of airplay here. And you toss uh, Van City and Winnipeg in there. And I'm pretty happy with that Canadian contingent. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Going Last year
2: was uh, one. Was it one team? Yeah. No, none. Didn't none of them make it? Oh, that's right. Yeah. It's like, crazy. Oh wow! Yeah, so quite that's quite, so that's quite the turnaround. And you know what? That's indicative of the, the the parody of the league. And we were talking about you know ushering a new era, and we can expect more of that. And it is exciting. It's good to see that.
1: Definitely, uh, another series that I think is going to be one that falls through the cracks a little bit because it's not the, uh, the key to excitement. Actually, I'm, I would argue it's probably the, the one that people go. What's the What's that other series in the West? What's that one other series that everybody's (laughs) been... Uh, That that series, I think, for the first round is uh, Minnesota and St. Louis. Yeah. But I am kind of excited about that because St. Louis has had such a so-so year, and Minnesota um, has been so solid but is often quite so-so in the playoffs or seems to always, whenever they are playing well in the playoffs, come up against a juggernaut or a team that that they just can't compete with. Um, So I'm curious to see who pops out of that first-round matchup in spite of the fact that it's probably the one people seem to be least excited about. Unless you happen to live in Missouri or Minnesota, I suppose.
2: I I think it's going to be I think it's going to be one of the best matchups for sure. Um, it's it's all going to depend on what kind of game St. Louis brings, in my opinion. Mind you, I could say the same th- thing for Minnesota, so I guess that's why it is sort of what it is. But I ex- I have high expectations for that series. I think that's a seven game series, and I think um, whoever comes out of that series is going to come out damaged. I would say.
1: Speaking of damaged. That's a good segue to the Pittsburgh-Columbus series. Is that where you're uh, going?
2: I was going to Chicago, but go ahead with that, them. I'm, I'm pretty excited about
1: that uh, as well. Um, it's it's interesting for Pittsburgh. Um, I think people keep forgetting because of uh, – maybe it's because we're so surrounded by the vacuum that is Toronto media, but I've heard a lot of talk about Washington and how great they are, how Chicago is the same, right, season team. Um, Montreal coming in there um, in first – sorry, in the in the Atlantic and all that kind of stuff. But Pittsburgh, I mean, this is a – cup defender right I mean it seems to be kind of falling below the cracks a little bit themselves and the way Columbus has been playing I just think uh they're gonna beat the shit out of each other but I do think that that Pittsburgh is gonna teach Columbus a little lesson about what team they actually are
2: yeah and you know what we could probably attribute that to the fact that um so if you break it down by conference um Pittsburgh is not first in the conference so everybody's given uh Washington you know their their uh their respect uh, in the West it's obviously Chicago and then the, you know the second place team in the west is um, was it Minnesota yep so yeah if you're Minnesota that's so that's not a very sexy team I mean you know like league wide again unless you m- live in Minnesota um, but you're right I mean they're right they're right there Pittsburgh uh, probably not getting the love as like a true true um, uh, cup ca- uh, contender I mean they probably a little bit but to your point they they might even they might sh- Maybe they should be considered the favorite. You know what I mean, considering their playoff history. Um, my money still tends to to roll to Chicago, and I know that sounds like a like a cop out, but it's just um just up and down the lineup, find the hole. I just don't see it. So, um, I at this point I've been burned enough times and I have bet against them enough times, so my money's on Chicago for the for the the whole thing.
1: But. Yeah, I was gonna ask if you thought that. Uh nashville stands any chance at all Again, oh for is, sure is there any avenue we can see to uh because a couple of those series in toronto is one of them and i think nashville is the other uh is there an avenue for either of those teams to Look, win those series
2: if i'm trying to be as objective as possible i think that the uh most slam dunk series is washington over toronto that's my opinion but i still see a path for toronto to win that series They're, They they lose it nine times out of ten but i see how they could win it that being said man it's it's wide open. So yeah, I do see, I think Nashville could beat Chicago in the right circumstances. For sure I do. I just don't think it's the most likely scenario, right? Like it's, if I had to put my money on it, my money says Chicago, but uh, if if Nashville wins, I wouldn't be surprised and I would understand why.
1: A um, couple of series we didn't hit yet in terms of at least uh, generally, I think we'll get into this in more detail uh, once we get on the line with Murray um, and or Jerry, I guess. Um, which is Montreal and uh, the New York Rangers? It's just quite an interesting one to me. Given when did when did the Rangers uh, clinch that wild card spot? Was it like December? Or? It was late January, <laughs> I believe.
2: Uh, so yeah, like, that was you a know, weird one. It's, yeah. a, it's
1: an odd one because you look to you know Montreal, you know, fairly solid record, did quite well um, within the Atlantic, but uh, New York is not a team I'm counting out that quickly either. So that makes that quite an
2: interesting series. No, um, they're an interesting, to be honest with you, that might be the most interesting series because you got two teams that would, you could, in the right frame, you could put them as powerhouse teams. And then in the other frame, you could put them as complete choke artists, just from what they've done this year, never never mind in the past. So, yeah. you know, I've I've there's hasn't there hasn't been much uh, evidence to support this, but I've never been sold on Henrik Lundqvist. I don't know why. I know he's great. I know career. He's great. He's got good numbers, but I just um, like in this series, for example, perfect example. I mean, you got Carey Price. I take Carey Price over Henrik Lundqvist. That's probably not a surprise. I guess most people would, but. Um, he's always concerned me i guess that's the point I, I don't know why i don't i don't know how to explain it put my finger on it i, I have all the respect in the world for him i ha, i have to because i'm i'm you know i look at the numbers you can't argue with his career numbers something about hank i've always been skeptical of so for me i'm probably going to lean for, towards uh, montreal for that series but again that is a that might be the biggest toss up series that could the thing about that series it could be the best series and it could be a fucking shit show. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what to expect of those two teams.
1: It's going to be an interesting one. Yeah. Uh, and Montreal, too, has so many players that they've lost over the last while scattered around playoff teams as well. So it'll be interesting to see uh, if they end up feeling burned or something. You know, like, De Dehar- Harnay snipes the game winner or something. Gu- for guaranteed <laughs> they're
2: going to be matching up against. More than one of their former Mm -hmm. roster players. Mm -hmm. And it'll be interesting to see how prominent of a role they
1: play. Wouldn't a uh, Montreal-Nashville final be very interesting? I mean, obviously, yeah. (laughs) Do you think that's what every uh, radio show in in Montreal has been talking about?
2: (laughs) No, I don't think so. Just for, (laughs) if anything, for the fact that it's just not likely. Mm -hmm. Right? I'm not trying to shit on that, but, you know, it doesn't. I It sounds like you're shitting on Nashville to me. It's, it's a combination. I don't see Nashville <laughs> getting out of there. I don't see Montreal making it to the final. I yeah. just, either way, I just don't. But. Yeah, fair enough.
1: Okay, let's uh, briefly touch on the last series, and uh, maybe we can give Jerry a call, because i got a bunch of stuff I want to talk about with the Leafs. All right, let's do it. Um, so we have our, uh, the series we wanted to be in, which is uh, Boston, right. Boston and Ottawa. Uh, what do you think?
2: I hate to sound, like honestly, like a broken record, but again, just I, I'm going to take Boston. But um, not by much. I'm going to take Boston because Ottawa just seems like they've hit the, hit the skids lately. Um, but at times it looks like Ottawa's had the better goaltending, which I which I would be surprised, you know, at the beginning of the season, they would be saying that now. And um, and if Eric Carlson, I mean, that's the biggest question mark, man. Like, what was like? I don't know how bad it was or what was going on with him right before the season ended, but. It, it just it's it's it hinges on him, man. If he's not going to play, I mean, Eric Carlson at eighty percent, fine. Still, never get him in there, and we got a series, no problem. But if he doesn't play, if he it ends up being one of these things where he ends up not playing, that's it. I mean, that's for me, that's it. Yeah. That's all she wrote. Ottawa's toast. Yeah, because what people don't give enough respect to—not just him, but every superstar, not every superstar player, every defensive superstar—he plays half the game. He plays half the fucking game. Like, I know people act like, well, he's just one-sixth of your defense core. You just move a guy up, and you got other guys that got to step in. No. First of all, we all know that the players can't do what he can do. And like I said, secondly, he plays half the freaking game. You yeah. cannot replace him. Yeah. If he's out, they're out. That's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. In my opinion. I agree. Ottawa, there's some a part of me that,
1: that wants to root for them as well, because I think they will be the underdogs in that series. I'm pretty excited to see... Uh, Marchand and uh, Burroughs in the same series oh yeah I didn't even think of that yeah uh who can be the bigger douche? I bag? don't know who I I don't know who I would want to come out on the better part of that yeah that chirping maybe we can get lucky and they'll both concuss each other in some sort of a, uh like a baby fight or something like that and just know? imagine a situation
2: <laughs> where they both just take a two-handed hack to the face at the same time <laughs> they, they, double they, they stre- both mix sorely each double other. stretcher <laughs> Yeah, I don't think we're so lucky. No, I don't
1: think so. Um, so either way, it should be exciting. And, and hey, here we are with the Leafs actually there. I think uh, and I think most fans, I have to give it to Leafs fans, especially for, through this year. I've been quite impressed with the way, well, obviously it's kind of easy to react to such a great season, but um, any poll I've seen done, anytime I hear them talking on talk radio or anything like that, people seem to be well-grounded about what their expectations were for the team and what they wanted to do. Um, so I think it goes without saying, but... Enjoy the ride, you know. It's kind of nice that that there's no pressure on them really at all going into this series. If if it went 4-0, that's what everyone would have expected. You made the playoffs. I think every Leafs fan heads into their summer uh, quite happy. Uh, Win even one, and oh man, that gives us that little tinge of hope heading into next year. Uh, to take that next step so uh, either way obviously quite a uh, quite a good weekend for for Leafs fans and many people doing what I did which was waking my daughter up uh, yelling uh, (laughs) as (laughs) goals were scored in the third Uh, and uh, one of the things I want to get into with Jury for sure uh, after the break is uh, JVR stepping up and whether or not we can hope that's going to continue into the playoffs as he's been just a dynamo Um, anyway so why don't we uh, get into some Leafs
2: chat with Jury How's that sound? Sounds good. Let's do that on the other side. All right.
0: It's Bud's Buzz, in-depth Leafs talk
1: on the LSB podcast featuring Chris Jury. Okay, uh, we got Jury on the line to uh, chat about the Leafs with us. You know what, Jury, I'm just going to jump in. I want to give you the open floor reactions to this weekend.
0: It's almost a little surreal. I was just watching one of the Sportsnet's playoffs preview and just seeing the, the Leafs logo there beside the Capitals logo, it, it's almost like it hasn't sunk in they're actually in the playoffs. <laughs> start hitting
1: the side of your TV. Like, yeah. What's going yeah. on here? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and and I, I don't know obviously Saturday night was quite the roller coaster of emotions when that, that third Pittsburgh goal that went in off Gardner's foot and didn't hit I don't know who the other defenseman was, it hit somebody's hip and then goes in front of the net and hits Gardner's skate and slides in between and and I think I sent you guys a text shortly after that was like you can't tell me that this team isn't cursed when something like that happens and it seems like it was all going downhill and then the two goals in the last couple minutes to to get the W that was that was quite an exciting game I had a, a buddy from work who was there at the game and he said that the atmosphere was was phenomenal and probably as close to a playoff as that building's been, obviously, in the last few years. And then last night's game, Sunday against Columbus, it seems just a typical lease, how many two-goal leads have they blown this year? And it's almost, you know, the, the weekend of the whole is, is bittersweet, obviously, stoked that they made the playoffs. They wish that they could have managed to make it a little easier on themselves by avoiding Washington, but, we're in, and I guess, you know, if, if you were to ask us, and I'm sure we talked about it a few months ago, if, who, you would have taken the playoffs no matter what. So let's just enjoy the ride and see what happens.
2: Yeah, absolutely, uh, Jerry. I couldn't agree with you more. Up until a few weeks ago, it felt like, um, you know, if they didn't make the playoffs, it would have been a complete waste of season. But if, even that, you know, even even in this tiny bit of retrospect, you can say had they not made the playoffs, you can't consider it a wasted season. There was very a lot accomplished, uh, in such a short amount of time, considering the, the the last place finish last year. I actually was talking to um, Nod about this earlier. I actually contend that the matchup against Washington probably yields a better result in the long term. Um, the matchup against Ottawa probably yields a better result in the short term, or, or maybe maybe it does. The way I look at it is this. If you get by Ottawa, well, good for you. You're not going to win the cup. If you get by Washington, good for you. You're not going to win the cup losing to either of those teams though there is a big difference in my opinion and i think losing to a team like washington you're you're watching one of the better teams in the shootout era show you how to win and how to do it the right way and although they haven't been the best playoff performers uh, in, in in these past years i do believe that they you know have some important lessons to teach the leafs and and if they do lose to them which i think most people expect I think that that is, you know, the best type of series and best type of team to lose to. What are your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, I agree. And I think that's what Babcock, his quotes in the past day, have kind of summed that feeling up. The idea that he's been saying, you know, you do, you, we're not going to dip our toe in the water here. We're going to run down the dock and jump right into the lake. Because he realizes the test that that they face with with Washington here and that they they are... The underdogs, like uh, is there going to be anybody that's picking Toronto? I'm actually kind of surprised from what i've what I've heard and read today some of the the analysts from different different stations are i don't they're not picking the leafs, but they seem to be speaking highly of them, and I just wonder if they're almost just giving lip service to the fact that that Toronto might have a chance and just based on talent that they can compete but but I think with with Washington and they they literally have nothing to lose whereas if they ended up playing ottawa there would be more pressure and there would be a lot of people who are picking them so i agree that if you know if they can take lessons from a washington team that you know is playoff hardened and has been there before and is expected to do well and and kind of learn right away the difference between regular season and playoffs
1: totally and i think it's it's better for their long-term development and i do think uh when you think back to (laughs) i was about to say do you guys remember that boston series uh
2: (laughs) sorry just uh, refresh my memory yeah
1: (laughs) you know you know what going into that one i had high hopes i was still drinking the kool-aid this team is a trade or two away from being a contender all that shit uh and now You have this amazing team that is certainly quite a few moves away, but not that far off. Uh, Certainly you can see it in the future, uh, uh, potential cup runs. But they could go get shut out all four of these games back to back here and i'll still be a pig and shit the day after the fourth game quite happy with their performance i'll still be rocking my leafs jersey there won't be that like you know grief and sorrow that we had after that boston series Uh, and that speaks really highly of the work that's been done across the board not only the players but uh, the management and obviously babcock too and the impact he's had on them. but that's an x factor too is babcock going into this series i mean he's yeah, in my opinion, without, without question, the, one of the best coaches in the league. He goes certainly can go toe-to-toe with trots, no problem. So it'll be interesting to see if he's able to maybe maybe coach the Leafs to a series win, or at least a respectable performance.
2: I agree with you. I would caution you, though. I would say that, of course, you're going to be, as a Leaf fan, you're going to be happy if they get swept, and you know you'll be still happy with the season performance. I'll remind you that you probably would have preferred them to get swept by Boston as well. So you know, as from a land, from a fan's perspective, I'm really hoping we don't get our heart broken. I'm really hoping it doesn't go to Game Seven overtime and then we lose because that because we all right now we don't expect to win. If we get that close, ah, true. That's going to be the difficult point. True. I
1: was I would, almost I would... in tears in the third period on Saturday. <laughs> I won't lie. So. <laughs>
0: I was thinking you probably wouldn't be happy if they blow a 4 1 third period lead in game seven against Washington. I can't, I honestly can't remember what my feelings or expectations were heading into that series against Boston. I don't remember if I felt the Leafs had a shot or I remember they were going to get spanked.
2: I remember the general feeling amongst our group was that, you know, try to steal a game. Boston had just been the nemesis for the Leafs at that, at that point it's, it's obviously everything. There's a pendulum, obviously momentum swings and Boston's been our bitch lately. But at that time, you know, we were really, um, we were really at Boston's mercy. And I remember feeling that there wasn't much hope going into that series. And then of course, when they went down three, one for me, that was the, you know, that's take your medicine, swallow the pill. That is what it is. The team's not good enough to compete with, you know, which at the time was the Stanley cup contender. And, uh, and then they, went, they pushed it to seven and we got a taste and it was just too much, right? Like it, it, For me, it, 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 as a fan, I'd rather them bow out earlier. Although, mind you, in that case, you probably don't learn the bitter lesson that you need to learn as a team. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, did you guys... <laughs> I wanted to
1: bring this up as soon as I saw it. Um, I, I wanted to make one of those gifts out of it, to be honest with you, but I just haven't gotten around to it. But after Zaitsev got creamed... He was a space cadet when he got up there. Did you guys they, happen they, to notice the look on his face? They call that getting
2: your bell rung.
1: Yeah, yeah, he yeah, a little woozy. That. Oh man, he looked like uh, like he just smoked a cigarette for the first time and took a huge <laughs> drag and then stood up off a couch or something. <laughs> I and love... he was just trying to get his bearings. And they oh, said man.
2: they said on the broadcast they said Zaitsev uh, ruled out for the rest of the game with a lower body injury, and that yeah. has been corrected to a upper body injury. <laughs> and I was like, no shit did they get Did they get a doctor to do that or just a person at home watching the game? Like it was almost
1: like uh, like cute to see him trying so hard. To look all normal, like I'm good, I'm good, like yeah,
2: like a drunk person stumbling out to their car or something. Like I'm fine. I don't know what you're talking
0: about. That's what. You, <laughs> that's
2: when you know whether it's drunk or whether you've been hit in the head. When you you know how, you know how bad it is when they're trying to look normal. <laughs> yeah. That's when you can tell. Yeah. Um, do you guys think uh, these
1: two injuries that the Leafs are keeping pretty quiet about? But uh, do you think we have anything to worry about with uh, with Anderson and Zaitsev injury? Uh,
0: yeah, I'm worried. And well, the Leafs keep everything. Close to the vest when it comes with injuries. And, and and when they said that Anderson didn't have any symptoms in terms of concussion, well then why wasn't he playing last night? Like, why wasn't he, he dressed last night? Because I'm pretty sure the Leafs as an organization would know the value in playing Ottawa over Washington and would have rather have gotten two points last night. And if that's what they knew and wanted, then Anderson would have been playing. So I'm a little worried. With Anderson and Zaitsev, just based on you know what you just discussed with how he looked after that check, that you know who knows that now the one good thing is the Thursday start. At least we get an extra day's rest for those guys. But Polak, I think he'd play on a broken leg if he could, so I imagine <laughs> that he'll be back. But the other two guys, I'm a little concerned about.
2: Sorry, what I was gonna say there not was uh I did see today, yeah, that they expect Freddie to start game one. Um
0: But Babcock said that I
2: was just about to say that Saturday night. Yeah, they they expect that. Yeah. Well I mean when you when you use words like that, you set yourself up to say, Well, yeah, we expected him to, but he's not ready to go.
0: Yeah. Well but if but if he had no symptoms, as as they said, then why didn't he play last night?
2: I mean, if I'm Devil's advocate jury, that would have been Quite a grind for him for any player at that point. Maybe they just thought, look, we're in. Why don't we just rest them? I mean, that was not only a back to back third and four, five and seven. I mean, uh, just be, being devil's advocate, I see yeah, your, yeah. I see your, I see your point. But they might have thought to themselves, and shit, you know what? Maybe they had a conversation up up upstairs with the management that said, you know what. Exactly the conversation that we had. I mean, maybe it's not a nice thing to say, but maybe we want our boys to match up against Washington. Maybe we do recognize the value in playing that team at this stage in this team's development. I mean, I'm, that's a hypothetical, and I'm obviously speculating, but it could be any it could be any reason. I guess I guess that in if in that case, I'm suggesting that them playing McElhinney is them throwing the game. So I guess I can't say that.
1: You know right. what? Next, you're going to be trying to tell me they purposely tanked last year. Please. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I wouldn't put it past them. <laughs> yeah. um, so, that speaking then towards this series, um, I was asking this of Tom earlier. Um, maybe you uh, can chime in with, with uh, some specifics on what you might think. Uh, everybody kind of counting this out early, right? Most of the predictions I've heard are Washington sweep while they laugh, walk away laughing or uh, Washington in five. Um, do you see a, a pathway to the Leafs possibly be able being able to win this series? Uh, and if so, what do you think? it is that they need to uh, need to focus on to, to shut down Washington.
0: Uh, I think that Washington's offense is so spread, like much like Toronto's, and they, they got three really good scoring lines with offensive weapons on each line. So I think Anderson's going to have to, if he's playing, is going to have to be lights out and showing us what he's capable of in, in November and he had that stretch run in February as well. And I also think that they're going to have to stay away from penalty troubles. And, you know, even though the Leafs have a good power play, you saw in the game against Washington last week, Tuesday, or whatever that was, like that power play goal that Shattenkirk scored, they just move that puck. Like every guy must have touched the puck about three or four times, and then Shattenkirk just puts it in the empty net. And I don't think you can get into penalty trouble against Washington because I think they'll get in big trouble if they do.
2: Yeah, I do agree with you, Jerry. Watching watching uh, Washington on that power play the best way i can describe it was it looked like a person who knew what they were doing doing a rubik's cube
0: it, was, it
2: wasn't a matter of if you know what i mean it was they were just going about their business and they were like just just find the hole and they did um that worries me a lot too um but again as, as not and i spoke about earlier uh the one thing that if i'm gonna again try to play devil's advocate and find the positives the positive spin to it is These teams play the same game. These these are offensive. uh, These are offensive teams, and I mean traditionally, you would think about if you're if you're going up against a Stanley Cup contender, you're going to think that that's a defense team first, or defense first team, I should say. Washington can score, but Toronto's right there with them. do Do you see this? um, Do you see that being something that could extrapolate into a six or seven game series? Or I mean, I'm sort of you know building off a knots question, but. you know, if, if Toronto does... Let's just say, you know, hypothetically, Toronto stretches us to six, seven games. How do they do that? What's their path forward to do that?
0: Yeah, well, as I was talking about the Leafs want to stay out of penalty trouble because of Washington's power play, I was thinking that Washington... That they're probably saying the same thing. Like, in, in their room, they're probably talking about avoiding penalty troubles because the Leafs have had a potent power play all year. And, and that's going... like just, I, it, it could be a series that comes down to special teams that... The team that has the better power play and perhaps the better penalty kill is going to have a a large distinct advantage and that I think the Leafs can score five on five Washington can score five it's it's you're right in the sense that the teams do play a very similar style. It's just I think Washington is deeper and I think Washington is a lot heavier as well like we're gonna hate Tom Wilson. Yeah, like we're gonna be swearing at him for the next two weeks, right? And and even Ovechkin, like he's thrown some heavy hits, not just against Toronto, but in the last couple weeks. Like he seems to be kind of trying to prove a point with his physical play as well. And like I I think that Washington definitely has that's a big advantage that they're gonna have because you know outside of. Boyle and, and Martin, like Leo, is going to be a little shit disturber, but he doesn't necessarily play a a physical checking game necessarily. Whereas guys like Wilson is just going to be probably trying to piss off Marner and Matthews and this more skilled guys.
2: Yeah, and I think they get the uh, the they get the obvious edge in goaltending and the less obvious but still pretty obvious edge in in defense obviously with the acquisition of shattenkirk so for me that that might be the difference of the series but i do agree with the the fact that um special teams uh could or could decide this series not you were touching on the goal uh, on the coaching uh earlier uh, this is just you know hyperbole and, and speculation just th- you know throwing throwing something at the wall and seeing what sticks but what do you think uh at the end of the series uh who do you think comes out as the superior uh, bench boss? Or do you think it is like uh, you're not going to be able to tell because the series is going to be too short? Like what's your what's your take on that?
1: I guess it would depend on who you're going to ask and obviously what the results are. Um, Are you going just
2: on results like win-loss well, or is think, it matchups,
1: things like that? I, like, I think there, was, there would be some who would be chirping trots if the Leafs even get a single win in this series. Um, but I, I wouldn't. Obviously, I think he's he's earned himself <laughs> over his career a much longer leash than that. Um, I was just curious, right? I mean, good coaching goes a hell of a long way in the playoffs. Um, and you could see it happen, right? I mean, part of the reason why Pittsburgh beat San Jose was was coaching. You can give it to their, their depth all the way through, but... Uh, the coach and the ability to roll all three of those lines and have, uh, who was it? It was Kessel and uh, who was rocking the third line there? Benino. Pittsburgh. Benino. Benino, yeah. Uh Haglin. Haglin, or- yeah. 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 Um, but to be able to uh, to... To do that kind of math, I mean, San Jose just couldn't compete. They just had no answer to to three lines that could score that were being rolled out. And I think Babcock could could easily do the same thing with any other team. So it'll be interesting Um to go to touch on sort of what Jury was saying there, though, with Washington. I mean, there's such. I I still regret saying I wasn't worried about them last week because now I'm so worried about them. But um, you got a big were... you got a big foot in your mouth. Yeah, I do. Know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, not yet. Soon. Yeah. Uh, They will have, uh, uh, sorry, they were in, in fifth place, um, in terms of power play when they moved for Shattenkirk, like before they brought Shattenkirk into that equation. So that, that is absolutely a frightening, uh, um, power play, um, not to mention how spread out they are. Yeah. They are exactly the same as the Leafs. So that's why I think it could be a very interesting series depending on how each of those lines matches up, um, and in terms of who's going to play against whom and, um, which lines can, can come out ahead because both teams sort of have the same asset, although Washington is, is much stronger there. Um, just to switch gears to the goaltending situation, what are your thoughts, Jerry, on... Uh, Don Cherry actually made a comment today on the goaltending in general, but made a, made a comment that uh, he thinks Anderson, if he if he shows up, the, the true form Anderson could steal some games for the Leafs. Um, do you think that that's true? Um, and if so, can they sort of rely on him the, the, the Belfort era kind of way and just kind of... Hope he'll stop everything and we can pot a couple and win the game? Or, or what do you think?
0: Yeah, totally. And I can't believe that I'm agreeing with Don Cherry on something. That's mm-hmm. mm-hmm. what Don said, I, like, too. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, like, I think Anderson is really good. Like, he's... he's and, and yeah, the advantage probably goes to Holtby based on experience or whatever. But I don't think there's that big of a difference when you're looking at the goaltenders. And, you know, perhaps because, it's once again, it's, it's the structure. That each team plays behind, right? Whereas the Leafs just give up those high quality chances all the time, and and then I said it last week. Anderson lets in three goals, but he makes ten saves that are just phenomenal, and he keeps the Leafs in in the game. And that's what he's going to have to do, and and the Leafs are going to have to tighten it up defensively because you probably can't let the skilled Washington guys get those chances because they're going to bury most of them. But but I think that Anderson can steal. Some games because I I think he's a really good goalie and I think that he's going to be the guy when Toronto is pushing deeper into the playoffs and you know the next year or two.
1: I think that uh, Anderson's best friend and somebody who has earned my love over this season I must say and I chirped the shit out of him even at the beginning of this podcast is uh, Roman Polak. I really think that Anderson must look to him like, thank God you're here. Um, when he comes out to the front of the net and just clear space, um, he's just such a beast. Um, and and I have to give him that. Like I see Roman Polak as being a huge nice surprise for a lot of Leafs fans when they start to notice him on the ice.
2: And I th- and I have a feeling, uh, you know, in a timely discussion that he is going to be. Even better in the playoffs, and he and we have. You're right. We have been chirping him. He was. He's been an easy whipping boy for us. But when you look at what he what you ask of him and what he does, what more do you want? Because he's one of those players that you know when you think when you think you have him pinned down, like yeah, he's a big burly stay at home defenseman. No man, that boy can skate. That's yeah. you know what I mean. Like it seems like he keeps he keeps surprising me with his ability. And I think we've actually said it on the show before, but one of us, Jerry, I don't know if it was you or who I heard it from, but um, Anderson was asked by a member of the media who has the hardest shot on the Leafs, and he didn't hesitate. He just Polack right away. Mm-hmm. He said it right away. So, again, you know, hardest shot. I mean, it's not the you know the biggest tool in the tool bench. But, um, yeah, we haven't been given enough enough credit, and I think he is going to be um, a big asset on defense, especially for for Anderson. Just touching on what Jerry said, I wanted to compliment and say, you know, uh, it does make perfect sense to me, especially when you have um, all the ingredients for a high-scoring series. All it takes is for a defense – or all it takes, excuse me, is for a goalie to – you know, with a couple of 10 bell saves, if your team can score three goals, you, you've got a good chance, a good chance at winning, right? No matter who you're playing.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and,
2: uh, and he's
0: going to, he's going to have to make those saves. Like it's because Washington will get their chances. So he's, he's going to have to make the saves if they want to win.
2: Yeah. And like you said, Jerry, you know, um, Holpe and Anderson, you know, If if Anderson sees the same quality of chances that Holtby sees, does he put up similar numbers and could he capture a Vesna? Yeah, I actually think there's a legitimate argument to that. Maybe maybe we're being a bit homerish here. Maybe he's got to have a better substantial body of work to go on. But uh, taking a page out of uh, Don Cherry's books and referring to them as nerds, uh, there's not enough. There's (laughs) not there's not enough to be said about um, you know. It's not just about say percentage all the time. It's about the percent. You know the types of shots that those that that percentage is based off of. So. Yeah, I definitely think that uh, you know you give Anderson the same quality of scoring chances that Holtby Holt has to deal with, and he probably does put up significantly better numbers. Yeah, and uh,
1: the what, it's not an elephant in the room, but what isn't getting mentioned that much is how good Anderson was in the playoffs prior to joining the Leafs. It's hard for Leafs fans to think that they have players with previous playoff experience, but uh, <laughs> they do have at least one. Uh, and Anderson has been very good in high-pressure situations, as he's shown numerous times this year, but also in the past as well. So I'm, I'm pretty excited to see how this all plays out and, and turns out, as I'm sure uh, all of Le- Leafs Nation are. Uh, we'd be remiss in the Leafs chat if we didn't give a shout-out to, uh, obviously, Austin Matthews for getting number four zero there.
2: Who, sorry? <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> uh Connor Brown getting twenty. I think everybody wanted that to see that happen. That's too. nice
2: because it gives you four rookies with twenty goals and that's just insane. Yeah. Yeah. Um and he just plays with
1: such heart. You just want to see him uh
2: succeed too. And um, he's and he's gonna succeed. That's the great that's the best part about Connor Brown is everybody who watches him knows that this is not some sort of you know, miracle season that'll just go by the wayside. Unless he has some sort of, you know, cataclysmic in- injury or something, he's just going to keep getting better for the next little while, and that's awesome. Right. Um, and
1: last but not least is Kapanen, the first goal. Uh, Absolutely. nice to see. He's been playing really well on that fourth line too. The so. payoff
2: for the Kessel trade. Yeah, no kidding, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: In in a game against Kessel too is even better. And did you see, uh, what was his name, Cuthbert, just totally blowing it on us there? Because he points out that Kessel hasn't scored in 10 games, like four seconds before Kessel grabs the puck and snipes a goal. (laughs) It's like, come on, man, you can't do that in, in action. (laughs) This is the leaf we're talking about here.
2: You know, Pittsburgh has nothing to worry about if they trade Kessel because he'll never score on them because it seems (laughs) to be his MO that wherever he gets traded from, he just cannot (laughs) score against that team for a decade. (laughs) um, maybe one
1: last, uh, one last question before we, before we go off with jury here. Um, Maybe, uh, who do you guys think are going to be nice surprises for for maybe the the armchair Leafs fan? Um, Let let me give you an example. I was at a, a wedding last night and there was a woman there who, you know, was seeing me trying to avoid the score of the game so that I could. Get home and watch it. And she mentioned like something about Austin Matthews. Hey, you got a big goal or something on Saturday, I thought. Uh empty netter though, you know. I'm of the opinion those don't count, so I don't really care. And I was like, I'm gonna punch you in the face in a second and I'm gonna go to jail. But anyway, for a fan like that, right, that that has no idea what's going on. The casual observer. Yeah, here's here's the buzz and uh and is like, oh maybe I should turn on the TV, right? Like me with the Jays recently. Um, anyway. like the way people talk about
2: weather and they're <laughs> yeah. not meteorologists right is that what you mean
1: yeah yeah who do you guys think will be the big surprise for them like who do you think is going to make us all uh have you know our jaws dropping with their playoffs performance if you had to predict someone is that for me or jury uh why don't we start with jury he's yeah. he's the caller. he's, he's our guest yeah <laughs> go ahead jury.
0: i get to start um i would say and hope that cadre that guy and maybe with um if washington puts a lot of their focus and game plan on on like the uh, matthews and Marner and Nylander, then maybe Kadri can, because he'll get power play time and he'll sit in front of that. And you know, he's going to be right in the middle of everything. He'll probably have a few dust-ups with Wilson and he'll be chirping and, and and hopefully he can create and feed off all of that energy that he's going to have out there to, to start putting up or continue, sorry, putting up offensive numbers. So I hope that he can, can have a good series. And I think it's key that he has a good series if if they're going to do well.
2: Over to you, Tom. Yeah, he took my guy.
0: Oh, no, you know what yeah. I, do- you know what I'm gonna do though, because I had
2: a <laughs> contingency plan. So I'm gonna do a couple of things here. Number one, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna say for the non-casual observers, let's say for the for the true Blue Leafs fans, I think the 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 biggest step ups and the biggest surprises, not the best players, but the biggest surprises, Polak and Komarov, because I really I really wanted to see. I know we saw Komarov in the Boston series, but I think that was his first year in the league. I really want to see Komarov in a full uh, engage in a full series. I want to see him um, chirp. Uh, who is it? Orpic when he scored on them. Good <laughs> um, nice
0: job, I, bud.
2: And I want yeah, good job, bud. Yeah, and I want to see Polak clearing the blue ice like it's his like it's his day job. Yeah. Uh, quickly, then I want to go for the casual observer. I'm going to go with JVR, and I'm going to go with JVR because yeah, he's been hot in the last two games. He was all over the ice on Saturday. Um, he managed to to score uh, a couple of big goals uh, on Sunday. And his track record, again, not you want to reference players that have playoff experience that people forget about. His track record in Philly was exceptional in the playoffs. So um, that's who I'm looking forward to. Um, I, I I want to say that I do. I probably would have picked Kadri first, and the reason for it, I think, it, probably the same reason Jerry says. I think he's a more pivotal player, playing a more pivotal role. You know, he's obviously become an integral part of the team, and I think that obviously. The center ice position is probably more important, and then obviously where he's playing in the it usually matches up against the best the best other other team's best players. So for me, I do agree with Kadri. I'll say my secondary is JVR, and then two more because you didn't ask me Komarov and Folak. There you go. Uh, I'll, didn't, I'll...
0: didn't JVR have a pretty good uh, series against Boston?
2: I want to say world? I want to say he did, but I wasn't sure, Jury. I was actually going to ask you about that. I thought you would have I recalled, but I, I think he did. And and I'm going to go ahead and say that I just I have I have a recollection of him. Having a really good, uh, really solid numbers in the play, like point per game numbers in the playoffs. So
0: yeah, I think he's, he's got his numbers are pretty good. He,
1: uh, well, both of them, him and Bozak, have stepped up big time the last few games as well. So uh, I, I was asking Tom before we came on with you, but we kind of touched on it now. Um, do you think that that now it's almost going to be a switching of the guard, at least at first here, that the veterans are going to have to just throw this team sort of on their back and. Uh, carry them a little bit while the young guys get used to the pressure, um, or do you think we're going to see the same thing? Matthews and, and Nylander and Marner just coming out and looking like they've been doing this their entire lives.
0: I, th- I think it'll be the same thing because there's just there's too many young guys. Like there's there's too many of them. There's there's <laughs> the veterans. There's too few to carry the number of young guys that there are. The young guys have to. The you know, inmates are running so
2: many the asylum, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. and yeah. You hope you hope that you know if there if, if maybe a couple of the young guys falter and you know if it's just the the pure environment of the playoff atmosphere that maybe the veterans if you will will pick up the slack it'll be interesting to see what Boyle does too right the guy we haven't talked about Mm -hmm. yeah this is why they got him
2: yeah absolutely yeah he's gonna have a much more prominent role in the playoffs not go ahead no no you guys uh I was about
1: to finish my picks I had one one guy that nobody had said yet that I'm like this would be a good one not will work because he's been playing reasonably well he's been real good along the boards that line looked great uh at least yesterday against Columbus and actually against Pittsburgh too anyway but I, yeah I was curious about Brian Boyle what'll happen with that but uh, my guy originally was Polak who I, I brought up earlier as well but I'm I'm real excited to see him in a in a playoff atmosphere and we might start to get the idea as to why they keep bringing him back all the time? Uh, when we see him play in an environment like that, maybe why yeah, San I know, Jose
2: traded for him last year too.
1: Mm, yeah,
0: yeah, I know Polak will be good for like like you say, clearing the front of the net and in the corners and stuff. But I still just I I'm worried about him and his foot speed and just getting walked around by yeah some of these guys.
1: And maybe they can teach him how to take a slap shot that's like lower than people's shoulders <laughs> as well. That would be fantastic yeah. if you got and him, that's he looks true. like a
0: bull in a china shop when he gets the puck and rushes through the neutral zone. You <laughs> can you he can hear his choppy skating strides.
2: <laughs> I know Nod actually was saying I don't know if he said this on the podcast or just when we were watching the game the other night, but he just he seems like the kind of guy who like it, when he walks through a room like it just like people part like you know like yeah i don't know whether you're afraid or intimidated or just don't know and want to stay out of this guy's way but <laughs> yeah like,
0: you just just you don't trust them you're just like oh god elbows are out yeah. yeah
2: he looks like he eats like a like a raw lamb leg for breakfast like something <laughs> like that anyway
1: all right well Jerry, we've been on for quite a while with you waiting on uh murray and i guess he doesn't <laughs> want to talk to you so maybe we'll drop you and and,
2: and call murray separately then eh?
0: Should, d- yeah sounds
2: good Okay, thanks, Dre. We're going to wrap it up here. Obviously, we got to a lot this week, but we're going to have a lot more to talk to next week. And next week, the Leafs will still be in the playoffs. <laughs> for sure. We know that. Yeah, and we'll
1: be talking about, what, how they come back from a 2 nothing deficit? Is that where they'll be at? Oh, then? shit, or guys. We'll, I just thought of something. Yeah, that game It'll will be, be game on. night. It'll yeah. be game night. What are we going to yeah, do? we, 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 we gonna- got to
0: work around that. I think
1: LSB is on sabbatical next week, guys. (laughs) (laughs) To to say the least.
2: (laughs) All right, we're going to figure that out. We'll get our timing worked out. But, uh, Jerry, just want to thank you again for joining us. Looking forward to the playoffs, and we'll catch up with you next week.
0: All right, thanks, guys.
1: All right, well, uh, one of the more exciting buds, Buzz we've ever had uh, on this show yeah. Leafs in the playoffs I th- I'd like to think that part of that is attributable to us yes it's the players yes it's the coaching but
2: you know well I mean it's a large part you should give yourself a little bit more credit <laughs> yeah I'm trying to be humble You know, without this show what would the what would the, the Leaf players have to listen to to critique themselves <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I mean, trying honestly. to imagine any of them like working Could you out imagine, listening to this. Uh, you imagine if any of the players listened to this podcast? <laughs> I don't know whether they'd be like embarrassed for us or whether they'd be like, no, man, we should... are you writing this down? Mm. Secondhand embarrassment. Yeah. Mm. That me... yeah. No, I think, <laughs> I think we make good points. I think that they would be all, I think they'd be taking our ideas to Babs.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Polak will be happy then if it's him that's listening that we're on his on his team now. But anyway. What a one eighty we did with him, eh? We yeah. we hated him. I sure did. I, I think you were defending him a little bit, I have to say, to give you credit, but he's, I definitely he's did.
2: one of those guys he's easy to pick on because he's a he's a defenseman and he doesn't make a ton of money. So you think he sucks. And then you watch him play and you're like, hey we got a serviceable player here. And his uh coursey uh relative, Fenwick's uh,
1: Fenwick <laughs> stop uh, talking. statistics stop are not talking. as strong as I would like stop to see them. Yeah. Stop talking. Stop <laughs> talking. Um, so why don't we just do uh, some playoff picks here then to uh, to end it out? We tried to get Murray, but uh, he must be too tied up preparing for the Ottawa series uh, to to speak with us now. He said
2: I got a, I got a text from him before we set everything up, and he said kids won't go to sleep. Need closer to nine. That was ha- that was nine o'clock was half an hour ago. <laughs> So our, our boy is suffering right now. hmm
0: mm-hmm.
2: He's so in trouble. We're, so we so we apologize to Murray for not getting to him this week. And we also we pray for you, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you I hope you sleep tonight. Yeah. And if we don't hear from you by next week, we'll know that it's worse than we imagined. <laughs> um
1: Yeah. So uh well we were gonna do this with Murray anyway, so we might as well do it with the two of us and we'll see how this uh how this plays out. But should we write um, this down? Yeah, maybe I will while we're going here. How's yeah, that? Yeah.
2: Oh, but we're going to record it. <laughs>
1: well, I don't know if I'll be. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Okay. Let's,
2: <laughs> all right. Because like, these are on the fly. I haven't written these down. Yeah. No, me neither. Okay.
1: okay. Um, do you want to start with the east or the west? Why don't we start with the east and let's get the leaves out east, of the way?
2: Familiar territory. Okay. Yeah. Um, so
1: then why don't we start uh, with, with. We have to start with Washington let's, and in Toronto let's then. Jump right? right in. All right. What do you think?
2: I'm going to. Um, my better judgment tells me Washington and five, but I'm going to go ahead and say that the Leafs will continue to surprise the league. And, um, I know it's pathetic that, you know, surprise the league by still not winning, but, but I still think it is a surprise. And I think that they're going to hold their own to a certain extent. I think it's going to be Washington and six. I think Leafs put up a series, not much of a fight, but I think they give them a series and I think it's Washington and six.
1: I think, uh, I'm going to be one of the ones going with the Washington and five. As that's what I had written down right away. But, um, it comes from the hope, the prayer that we're going to at least get a win out of them. And I think if they can get one, I could really see this team taken off. And I hope I'm dead wrong about that and, and dead wrong <laughs> in a variety of ways. Um, but we'll see. I think it, it'll just be fun to see them there. But we, we've spoken enough about that.
2: Okay, moving along. Let's do a little less breakdown on each uh, series because that's we don't care as much. So um, <laughs> let's get your uh, Pittsburgh-Columbus. I think that
1: that is going to be a shit show. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch, and I think I'm calling it Pens and seven, um, Pens for obvious reason, and the seven out of I think a
2: hope because I think I'm really going to enjoy watching that series, and I would like to see them play seven times. I I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you on that. I'm gonna say Pittsburgh and seven. I tend to I tend to say six more often than not, and that maybe that's why I give the Leafs six. But six seems to be the number that every series goes to. But in that case, I think I'm going to agree with you. I think it's actually more likely that it goes to seven, so I'll agree with you on seven. Um, Moving along, um, Montreal and New York. That one I gave a a fair bit of thought to as well, but uh,
1: I'm probably going to go off the page, as I I think you've hinted to who your pick is here, but I'm going to go with the Rangers in six. Um, Not a huge analysis reason why. I think it was more a coin flip and wishful thinking, because it's fun to watch Montreal not do what they're supposed to. So. Right,
2: and, and as you said, alluded to earlier by myself, Montreal, six, reasoning, Carey Price. Mm. Moving on, Ottawa and Boston. Don't
1: you think Lundqvist is a better goalie though? Sorry, who? <laughs> I had to think long and hard about this one, yep. and I'm going Ottawa on seven. Um, the chief reason is I am... Hopeful, if not thinking that uh, Anderson is going to really show up for that series,
2: um, and uh, I think I am going to bank it on on him standing on his head for for Ottawa. Uh, not a bad pick, but I am going to go with the experience. I am going to go with, and for all the uh, believe me, I am the biggest Eric Carlson fan on the uh, on the on the planet, so I know that he, what he is and who he is. But I am still going to say for every for every roster player you could say at a, uh, Ottawa, I am going to counter with Marchan, Bergeron, uh, um, Bergeron uh, Rask. Uh, krug um i they've got the players that have dominic moore Do, dominic moore <laughs> you know you're gonna make a good cup run when you've got dominic moore because he's played for every team and he knows every team's <laughs> strength and every team's weakness um i'm gonna say uh i'm gonna say boston and six i like their experience and i like them uh, i like their depth that's fair let's go uh west coast here let's go uh let's start with chicago <laughs> Well, you know what I'll start. I'll start it out. Yeah, sure. Chicago, uh to me, they're the powerhouse in the West. I think they got a good fight in Nashville, but I don't think Nashville's what they once were. I think that they've lost a little bit of steam and in hindsight. I probably would rather Weber than than Subban in the playoffs. In the playoffs. So I'm gonna take uh I'm gonna take Chicago. Uh but I'm gonna take Chicago in six. I think I think Nashville uh, plays with them a little bit.
1: I'm gonna go with the same thing. Hawks, uh not in six though. I'll take it in five, just so that you can gloat if I'm totally dead wrong there. Uh, <laughs> I
2: like how I like Chicago more than you apparently, but you
1: picked them in the fewer games. No, I, I'm a, I'm a big okay. Chicago fan, uh, but I, again, I cheer for the underdog. So there'll be part of me that wants to see Nashville uh, take that series. But I just think uh, Chicago just across every category you care about in the playoffs, that Chicago is is a lag ahead. Yeah. Other than other than maybe
2: goaltending, but even then, I don't I don't think uh, when you've got a team as good as Chicago, you can deal with a, a, a goaltender like Crawford, who is, and that's that's not a slight on Crawford. What I'm saying is he's not in the conversation of top three. And usually, to win a cup, you have a have one. You usually have to have one of the top three goalies in the league. Not necessarily; it's not a rule. There's but there's exceptions to the rule. Chicago is a perfect example. All you need is a really solid goalie, and you'll be fine. If you've got that kind of team in front of them. Yep, right on. What, um, do, we, what do we have left then? Three,
1: Minnesota, three left?
2: Minnesota, and St. Louis. Ooh, okay, I'll start this one. Um,
1: I'm going to take Minnesota. Partially because they have a soft spot in my heart. I'm going to take it in seven because I don't know what the fuck to do with that series, to be honest with you. And I don't really know what to make of it or what's going to happen. But I'm going to give the, the veteran leadership on on Minnesota the nod for that one in seven games.
2: I was going to agree with you for the exact same reasons. But for the exact same reasons, I'll say St. Louis. <laughs>
1: Fair enough. Seven games. script. <laughs> oh, Also, uh, Minnesota has the best goalie in the world right now. So that would be that too. That's for you, Murray. We've had this conversation.
2: <laughs> um, okay, moving along. Anaheim, Calgary. This is another one we were talking about before the
1: uh, before we came on air, right? I d- I have a soft spot for Calgary for sure, and uh, would like to see them do well. Um, but I have to take the Ducks in six. I think that it's the same reason, um, really, that you'd go with a Hawks or uh, or um, excuse me, a Pittsburgh or something like that. Is the playoff experience? I don't think you can understate that and. In the case of the Ducks, they are a roster filled with it, so I got to go with Anaheim.
2: What are you thinking? I got to agree with you. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Ducks in six. Reasoning, you know, it's gonna come down to depth and just playoff experience. Um, For me, something like the goaltending position. I mean, you're obviously gonna give experience to Calgary. But I think experience in the goaltending position probably matters the least in the playoffs. A goaltender's job is the same in the playoffs in the regular season, just stop the fucking puck. <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say that with every other player on Anaheim, whether it be your, you know, your your washed up gets laughs and parries or your depth Kesslers and whoever else. The point is I'm gonna give I'm gonna give depth to uh Anaheim. I'm gonna you know, obviously Calgary's the youthful team, uh, but I'm gonna give uh I'm gonna give it to Anaheim in six.
1: Fair enough. So that leaves us only one series, and we both know what that one is.
2: It's tough. It's a tough one. Maybe it's wishful thinking, but fuck it, I'm going Edmonton. I I mean, I'm with you, man. I I think the how many games. seven
1: i'm with you 100 we can
2: we can dive into that pool together yeah the thing is and 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 the thing the thing about it is like you say something like that you know it's not like i really want edmonton to win it's that i sort of want them to win and i just barely give them the edge in my analysis it's that's why i'm so stuck on it like i don't i don't particularly care that much but you know look at what uh, san jose has done in, in, not just last year but in the in the past few years this has been a slow build obviously and they've been always been that team that's sort of been knocking on the door and never got there so i should be giving them more credit than they are getting probably especially with you know the roster they have and you know brent burns doing what he did this year but something tells me that um san jose's window is closing and this is going to be a wake-up call that it's closing sooner than they think and i think that this i think that this is an ushering end of the new era
1: fair enough and and that is a very logical and well-reasoned reason to choose them i myself on the other hand am choosing it based completely on emotional reasons and the emotion is two twofold One, excitement to watch Connor McDavid in the hopes that I can watch him through multiple playoff series. Right. Um, And the second is remembering that Boston series for Toronto and thinking of my brothers out in Edmonton who have been cheering for just a shit show for year after year after year and to finally get in to see them duck out in the first round I think would just make me and I'm sure a massive chunk of Alberta very upset. Uh, and therefore I want to see them at, at least hit round two just to give their fans the, you know, that, that feeling that this is going to continue. Uh, I think they really need it as a, as a city, as a, as a fan base.
2: Yeah. Hearing you, uh, explain it like that. Um, yeah, I think uh I think you nailed it. I think I might be I think it might be my sentiment leaning a little bit. Maybe that's why I'm making that pick, but yeah, I think I think everybody, maybe can mostly Canadians, but I think everybody who's sort of been through what the Edmonton fans have been through or at least understand what they've been through uh are are hoping for them to get a little bit of success in the playoffs, not just get there, but maybe make a little bit of noise and have some fun. So for sure, mm-hmm. I'm going to feel bad for Taylor Hall while that's happening, but uh, you
1: know, more more so good for Edmonton. <laughs> look, you know
2: what? This is no disrespect to Taylor Hall, but at this point, the argument can be made that you don't know that they make the playoffs if he's on the team. I'm not saying. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying. I'm not trying to. Obviously, that's that's ridiculous because they they're more than you know. You take anybody off that team, well, except for me, David. They're probably still making the playoffs. But look, the team is. Um, some of their products, and they are where they are today because of the path that they've taken. So, mm-hmm. uh, too bad, so sad for Taylor Hall. Big Taylor Hall fan. I think he got, I think he got a bullshit deal out of uh, out of it. But move on and up. And uh, I, you know, they they can't they can couldn't be where they are without decent defense. And that all part of that is is uh, the the Hall trade. So so be it.
1: Yeah, not necessarily a part of the problem, but definitely not a part of the
2: solution. So. <laughs> That's right. got to give that to Edmondson anyway. All mind, right. mind you, in a few years, I think they're going to be looking for a young, talented left winger when Lucic looks like he's mm. all done. So this year or now? <laughs> year
1: and That's too early. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Um, okay, well, that's probably a good place to stop. And uh, uh, we got well into it for the Leafs. And obviously, everybody's going to be, be quite excited for this Thursday. My advice, and maybe I'm talking to myself more than anybody else, is just, you know, keep it all in context. Keep it all in check and, and remember where we were and where we are and, and just sort of enjoy it. Because, you know, ultimately, none of us on, on opening night would have predicted
2: that this was going to happen. So let, let's just enjoy the ride. That's right. Yep. And the what I would my suggestion, my advice to Leaf fans is: if the Leafs go up two games to one in this series, don't get your hopes up. Mm-hmm. Don't get excited. Just just live in the moment and enjoy it, and don't expect the cup this year. Because we've all been there, or maybe not all of us. Now that I think of it, because no, they haven't been there so freaking long. Mm-hmm. But things change in an instant in the playoffs, and don't get too caught up. You could, be, you know what I mean? Like you, you're up one game, and you're you're winning a game by two goals, and you think, "Here we go, we're up two games to nothing, and then we're gonna win the series." And then
1: Tom Wilson scores two and goals then, in a game. <laughs> boom! Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So right.
2: things can change in a hurry, and it's just gonna be a fun ride. Um, to be honest with you, I sort of wish. The only thing I'm, I'm Resenting is the fact that the Leafs are in the first round of the playoffs when the first round is the best round of the playoffs. Because I'm pretty sure they're not going to be in the second round, and then the second round is not as good as the first round. I don't think. Yeah. It takes a step back, right? Yeah. Like it's not as intense. You're and, right. But I'm going to be very busy for the next two weeks. Won't we all? Absolutely. Uh, On that note,
1: if you have uh, any critiques or ideas for the show, um, definitely uh, uh, hit us up on Twitter. Um, You can also uh, email us, if you're old school, at lsbpodcast at gmail.com. Again, you can find the podcast on iTunes, uh, uh, Stitcher, SoundCloud, uh, any avenue. Uh, that you wish. If you want to chirp our uh, playoff picks, feel free to do so, or toss us your own. Uh, Feel free to do that as well.
2: Do you got anything else? Yeah, troll us on Twitter. Mm. Uh, Feedback, positive, negative. We appreciate it all. Thanks for the comments that you guys have sent, and feel free to keep sending them. Uh, If you're listening on iTunes, please subscribe, if you don't mind. Uh, And again, guys, we appreciate all the support, good and bad. Uh, Thanks for listening this week. Uh, We've got a big week ahead, and we will catch up with you guys next week. Go Leafs go! Absolutely.
0: Thanks for listening to the long suffering Buds podcast. Connect with the Buds on Twitter at, at AdamLSB and LSBTOM. See you next week.